podcast from Two and Mike is, I think it's really cool and um, that is what I wanted to say. Two and a mic. It is often said that, above all, we miss our youth the most. Though this is not a universal case, as I am always mindful of those who could not. For many, growing up in London in peacetime, parents working, we got by. My brothers and I had friends, we had each other, and we had four TV channels. On Friday nights we had Blackadder, and then, whose line is it anyway? My older brother discovered these mystical adventures into the world of humour and improvisation, and before long, I too was hooked. All three of us remember those programmes with fondness and mirth, to this very day. We even sometimes quote the well-worn gags and laugh when a line has been particularly and cunningly used, a line so cunning you could brush your teeth with it. I digress. This episode continues the theme of entertainment, moving on from books to TV with my brother Greg and a representative of sorts for our younger sibling. Thanks, Greg. It was a giggle. Greg, it's great to have you back on. If, if for no other reason than obviously you know, speaking to you, it's good because we don't often get the chance. How have you been? I've been well, thank you. And you? Yeah, not bad, not bad. Um, but you, I, I'm going to have to ask you, please don't s- sound so intelligent, because previously um, people have said that, oh, your brother sounds really clever. Um, and and I, I've kind of been at a loss, really, for <laughs> how, <laughs> how to respond to that, because nobody ever says that shit to me. Oh, your brother sounds clever. It means I sound like, what? What am I doing? <laughs> Uh, Funny enough, nobody says that to me either. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's nice to hear it from from, from your your audience. Yeah, I mean, I, wa- I wanted to talk about the power of editing, but uh, it just didn't flow. You know what I mean? It was like, uh, no, okay, I'll just leave it where it is. But um, yeah. Anyway, I, I just thought I'd pass on that that compliment to you and uh, sort of you know s- sort of sidelined criticism of my own lack of whatever. Yeah grey cells and so on. But, I'm sure they've said it to you so many times that they've, they've got fed up with it now. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I haven't actually received that level of <laughs> compliment. But anyway, it's cool. It's good. Um, and we, you know, when we first started doing this, you know, the idea was that there would be three of us um, being, yes. being three brothers, as we are. Um, but one is unfortunately not available. Um, however, we do have... A replacement as we right sort of, yeah do you remember yeah, and I, I, don't I, do. you, I don't know if you can hear but, but let me ask hi replacement younger brother how are you ouch oh that actually hurt i'll take you down a little further back if I yeah okay yeah. I, i'm not sure about yeah is this right is this... oh shit there's water coming out the bottom of it <laughs> So no change there. <laughs> did you just get a squidgy? Is that I just, I, I did. God, just unbelievable. God, I, I'm, oh. I'm soaking now. I thought, oh God. Anyway, all right. You opened, you opened a GIF, one of those old GIF 11 things, didn't you? <laughs> it's, it's a, mate, it's a, it's a rubber ducky. I didn't realise it still had water in it, but uh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, well, okay. Well, I'll try not to refer to it too often in the podcast. Um, but there you go. All right. So, yeah. So last time we talked um, about uh, the book Vespasian, which was a really good read. Um, and I, you, But you, you since then, we've talked and you continued reading the story, didn't you? I, I have. I've gone on a long way. Um, I'm now on to book eight. <laughs> what? It's, it's just a great read. In, in fairness, I had I went back to read book one. I, I'd got up to book um, five or six, um, and then I and then I'd stopped because um, at that time that's all he'd written. So um, 
and that was a few years ago. So when we when, when you had the idea of doing this, this the, the talk um, on a, on a book, I thought I'd love to do it on that because it's something I'd read a long time well, a while back, and um, I'd like to revisit. And I'm very glad I did because I, I got so much more out of it having read read on up to book five or six that I had. Um, going back and reading book one again really opened my eyes to his character in a whole new way. Oh, cool. All right. So I mean, we I mean, I've done rereads of the Weed of Time. You haven't quite managed no. to do that have you but um no. okay so you're definitely seeing the the benefits of reading over sort of material that you've done before because you said that was the first time you'd actually yeah. reread a book it well yes so certainly one what uh, one that i wanted to reread and went back to read i think i think at school i may have reread something which i would read previously but it you know it was, it was forced on us but no definitely the first time i actually went back to to a book i'd read some years back and thought and read it from cover to cover again mm. and, um and I really, really did enjoy did enjoy that. Okay, all right. So, I mean, I mean, this might open up or reopen your existing library then to you, really, isn't it? Well, possibly. Um, I, the thing is, there's so many things still to read that um, I never seem to get a chance to go to go back. That's that's one of the reasons. It, it, it's, I'm always looking forward to, to something new to read, and so, so sort of going back it just seems just seems um, like I'm inhibiting myself from from an experience with a new book. Mm. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, I mean, well, I say unfortunately, it's fortunate in many ways, but there are so many of those sort of experiences awaiting us um, that, I mean, I don't think time enough exists in any one lifetime to go no. through all of these things. No, I agree. No, still. Okay. All right. Um, and obviously we, we talked about doing uh, the second podcast on another book, which was Red Rising, but we, we I guess <laughs> you haven't got around to it yet, have you? For obvious no, reasons. I've been busy. <laughs> <laughs> no time to read whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. Um, which is understandable. Okay. But I mean, we don't have to stick to, to doing books. Um, I mean, you know, forget the fact that this was theoretically called book club, but um, yeah, I mean, today we're doing, um, we, yeah, we're going to talk about something, a bit different but i mean is there anything else you want to mention about uh, about the books or maybe when you might eventually get around to doing red rising i will get around to doing red rising there's one book left in the vespasia series and i'm i just want to see what happened where, where that where that leads um so okay. but yeah i mean books books seven and eight have been have been eye-opening <laughs> and the thing is it's all stuff which we kind of have heard about um but with the way it's presented and, and when you're looking at it through Vespasian's eyes, it makes it even more interesting. Okay. All right. I mean, I, I have to say, I mean, talking about eye-opening, um, I'm reading a book. Um, I say reading. It's an audio book, um, which for me is, you know, tantamount to reading, by the way. But I mean, other people would disagree. Um, but I can still imagine things um, based upon, uh, you know, the narrator's words, almost as the same as when I'm reading. And it's, it's amazing, I have to say, this, this book. It's called Alexandria, so something you can perhaps uh, relate to being the history buff that you are. Um, so it's based upon a, um, uh, the, the, partially the story of Alexander the Great because they're looking for the, 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 the lost city um, of Alexandria. Um, and it's a book written by Edmund Richardson. Um, and I came across this first on a BBC podcast because it, it had just been released then. And more than being a, a book which is sort of, um, you know, the, the quest for the lost city, it actually tells us a lot about the East India Company, um, British policy in India and Afghanistan in the 19th century. Um, you know, when it comes to eye-opening, wow, Um Unbelievable. I mean, the, the, the writer says that Kabul in 1833 was one of the most tolerant cities in the world. Um, so, I mean, you can imagine what must have happened after 1833. Yeah, for, they've, come, for, yeah. yeah. they've come a long way. Yeah. Um, and uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, if, but I mean, you know, we generally don't know the history of, you know, why uh, things have become the way that they are. But if, if you go back in, 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 you know, in history and look at some of the events, the protagonists, um, you know, this concept of good and evil and so on, um, you know, 
uh, in the words of a person who worked uh, as a representative of the East India Company, uh, might is right was basically their approach mm. to things. So I, I think it's a bit like uh, it's the same as in ancient Rome, isn't it? Really? I, I, well, the other the, the famous um, saying about history is it's, it's always written by the winners. Mm. Um, so the, the side that writes up the history gets gets to make it gets to make of it what they what they want. Um, and as, as far as what happened in the 18th century in India and Africa and all these sorts of places, that was the West. That was our, you know, that was our side, the French or the Dutch, who, whoever went over there and did what they did, they came back and they wrote their history the way they wanted it. Mm. Um, the good, the, 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 the positive is today, we're, we're, as you're reading now, there are people who are prepared to go back and, and, and hopefully write the truth. Yeah. about what about what really happened that's what makes that's what makes you know that sort of that sort of book really really a great read mm. yeah no absolutely and uh, i mean reading is, is based a lot around the life story of a person called masson who um was actually a, a deserter from the east india company um i can't remember his uh, his his name as a soldier but then afterwards he sort of um, gave himself a, a, another name under which he could survive in the area because he was fanatical about Alexander the Great in history and following in the footsteps. Um, and, and then all of this detail about the, you know, the, the, um, the, the corruption, the, the barbarism of the East India Company really comes out in, in the story and the development and the treachery and how basically um, the East India Company essentially tricked uh, Afghanistan um, and as a well you know un led them to believe that there was uh, a sort of partnership in the offing uh, and then just invaded mm -hmm. um, and and but some of the the horrors that they uh, enacted upon the indigenous people in India and Afghanistan I, I I wasn't aware I'll just give you one more piece of information I wasn't aware that as punishment they used to tie um indians to a cannon and fire it so as in, in they used to tie them to the front <laughs> to, to the front, front to, okay. to the front of a cannon mm. and then basically kill them by firing the cannonball through them um and this was quite a, a popular way of punishing um indigenous people at the time um I, I mean the horror when i first heard this was i can't believe it Mm. Is is there any historical fact in this book apart? From, I mean, is the character real? The, the, the yeah, no, no, the made? whole the whole history is real. Oh yeah, no, I I I, I see what you mean, but, but I mean, how real is the character? Did the character really exist? Or yes, is, yeah. it's, okay, it's not just a story. No, 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 it's it's what well, it's a story, but it's it's completely based on fact. It's based upon his letters and his book uh, that he wrote um, in his time in essentially in Kabul. Um, and based upon all of the correspondence that he had with the East India Company and some of the other people uh, in the area at the time. So he, he essentially um, was kind of tricked into being the East India Company's spy in Kabul, and he was the foremost um, authority of any Western, Westerner in Afghanistan at the time. And and it's it's amazing. So and he cautioned the East India Company and he said to them, look, if you want to, um, you know, pursue leadership in Afghanistan, just sign an agreement with them. They're happy to do it. They want to work with you. Um, but somebody else intercepted the letter um, and added his own notes to it. Um, and they believed the, the other guy. And uh, that led to, well eventually the story that we see today unbelievable um you know the, the way that these things develop yeah yeah i mean if it, 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 there's no better um there's no better um way to view the future than to look look, look in the past in some ways because you can learn a lot of lessons as to where things are taking you by by the actions that you're that you're that you're doing yourself yeah I mean, and I wonder to myself, I mean, when I was listening to this, the story sort of play out in, in my mind, um, what I thought to myself, what will people say in 100 years time when they look back to our period? Mm. And, you know, will they say what idiots? 
what idiots they had so much by way of opportunity um, to have you know changed the you know the future of, of humanity with regards to whether that's peace whether that's regards to uh, climate change you know and, and all of these things which are you know, very much current and you know almost within our hands maybe yeah. it's too late in some cases yeah um, but you know the future I suppose historians are going to look back and say you know, these guys screwed things up royally yeah. Uh, Yes. I think that's, that's, been, that's been known for, for, for a decade or more now that history will judge us poorly. Um, and and our, our grandchildren, if not our children, are going to suffer for all of the things that we now do. I, I find it interesting that in the West, all these, all, so many countries, they, they, they really look to you know, um, get their carbon footprint down to zero and, and they're making these predictions that doubt by 2050. But the problem is that all they're actually doing is they're moving production of the things that they want to consume here to other parts of the world mm. and, and then bringing it back. They're not actually, the only way you actually really get to reduce your carbon footprint is by you stop consuming the things that are damaging the environment. Mm. Uh, that, or, or, or either that, or you have to have a completely renewable, clean way of getting your energy in order to produce those things. Which and doesn't exist, obviously, at the moment. Not at the moment, no. So we have, you know... One th something has to give, and at the, at the moment, what's giving is the environment, or more likely, the future of humanity, because the, the world will go on existing just fine without us. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, it, it is, it has existed for billions of years, and uh, we are but a speck in its story at the moment. Um, in, yeah, indeed, and, and we may well remain so if we continue <laughs> along these lines. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So, yeah, um, but um, yeah, there you go. Okay, all right. Um, all right, we kind of drifted a little bit, of course. <laughs> Sorry, yes. <laughs> but there you go. What can you do? You know, it's one of those things. Um, we were actually going to consider slightly more uh, entertaining <laughs> topics. Um, but yeah, all right. Well, I mean, what we'll do, because we're going to talk about um, the sort of entertainment that we, 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 we experienced while growing up. And um, specifically, that was going to be um, under the current circumstances, Blackadder and then Red Dwarf. But, you know, I think maybe we can leave Red Dwarf off um, and we can come back to Red Dwarf um, in a future podcast. Okay, um, let's do that. Just yeah. to say one thing, just yeah. uh, as you mentioned Red Dwarf, it, Red Dwarf, it came to mind that what, what we said just now, um, three million years into deep space, the mining ship Red Dwarf, humanity's gone, of course, at that point. And the last human beings left alive were on were on Red Dwarf. Um, so, one sec, mate. Sorry, I'm getting a call. That's that's never going to make a call. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So yeah, mining ship Red Dwarf, three million years. Yeah. Yeah. So three million years into in, into deep space, and of course, it's become the arc that we hear so much about in other sci-fi series, and um, the even the potential of taking humans off planet um, to another planet. So I mean, Red, Red Dwarf has, uh, gives us some semblance of, of the things that we're discussing now. And of course, when it was first made in the 1980s, it kind of predated most of the things that we know now. So it's just um, an interesting aside. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, you could say, I mean, let's not forget there was uh, Star Trek in the 60s, Battlestar Galactica in the 70s. So, it, it, you know, I mean, uh, it's kind of continued that trend of taking people off planet. But I mean, those programs or those series were quite serious, whereas obviously Red Dwarf was uh, was just a comedy, as it mm. were. So it, a slightly different take on things. Yeah. Yeah. OK, yeah, let's, do, let's do Red Dwarf another time. But I'm sure we've got some enough things to talk about with with um, with Mr. Yeah. Blackadder. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, first of all, though, when you started watching Blackadder. I, well, look, my first memory of Blackadder was actually you, because I remember see, seeing you uh, lying in, in mum's room on the bed watching uh, Blackadder on her TV, because uh, obviously, you know, J J Jabba the Hutt was, uh, you know, ruling the roost in the living room. Um, and so you were, how can I say it? You were just, you just didn't stop laughing. What, what was it that that drew you so much to, to Blackadder? I'm trying to remember the episode now, the, that, that, but um, I think every, every single episode was just so well written. Um, and of course, at the time I was a teenager, so um, it, it probably was aimed at me. Um, 
And the, 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 the writing's so clever. I mean, I, I'm not saying that people who aren't teenagers can't watch it because I, I think it, it's pretty much for all ages. It, there's, there's nothing really rude in there. Um, it's, it, it's just really good natured fun um, and poking fun at history and, and, and you know, at mankind um, and, and, and historical characters who um, would have, you know, could well have done and said some very silly things, which of course happened every single week in Blackadder. Mm. Um, I mean, the characters are just so, so well written um, and brilliantly acted, I think. Yeah, I'm going to come to them because I've, I've, um, yeah, I've made a note of uh, the individuals because I think that played a, a big part in the success. It wasn't just well written. Um, it was also very well produced considering the time. And I imagine the budget. I mean, it's, it can't have been the biggest budget ever, could it? No. Um, but the, the uh, you know the actors were fantastic. But as I said, we'll come to that. Um, when I first, so you were a teenager, yeah. So how old were you? About fifteen, sixteen? I'd have been uh, sixteen or seventeen, yeah, something like that. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So when when I sort of stumbled in or barged in and tried to interrupt you, I was about 12, 11 or twelve years old. Um, and so w- what I remember initially was very dark, odd, frightening. Um, my first scene that I remember of Blackadder was um, uh, Edmund being in a graveyard. Then there was some very evil looking people and uh, there was a witch. Um, And then he, he, with his very, he had this very Guy of Gisborne voice, didn't he? Um, And um, yeah, do you think he based it on, on some of those older 1930s movies? Like Basil Rathbone style. I, I don't know. I mean, the thing I've heard, I don't know if this is true, but he, he apparently he has a very slight speech impediment, a sort of lisp, which he has, which is one of the reasons why some of the things he says sound so funny. And okay. they're only really funny when coming from him. Okay. All right. Him being Rowan Atkinson, of course. Him being Rowan Atkinson, of course. But he, I mean, it's you know famously some of the things he says it's it's not just the way the words are formed there's also the look in his face he's, mm. he's got he's got he's got a one he's got a wonderful face for television yeah yeah brilliant i mean lots of people know him from uh, mr bean or that whatever silly spy movie that he did later on but for me i mean you know the role that he played as black adder was I mean, as you say, the you know the facial expressions. You know, he never smiled, and yet he delivered these amazing lines, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some some of his lines are fantastic. And the thing is, it's because he's such a dark character at the same time. He's he, he you know he's, he's always aiming some some nasty quip either at Percy or or Baldrick. He, he's not he's not a positive character in many senses of the world. You're not really supposed to like him. Mm. Um, He's, he's, he's always scheming. He's always got something on the go. He's always trying to get something over on someone. And of course, these things always fail. <laughs> it's just the way in which they fail. But then he's able to bring them back. So he's, he's, he's never really behind, but he's never really ahead either. Mm. Yeah. But I mean, do you think that was in some ways uh, a, a moderately accurate reenactment or representation of the court? Uh, in those days, as in, if you had access to the Queen, as they referred to as Queenie, yeah. um, as in, would would you think that they would all have been these scheming bastards, basically? Perhaps so. I mean, ultimately, when you've got when you have so much power rested in the hands of one person, um, as would have been the case with Queenie, um, everyone else dances to her tune, and you, you know, you, you, the, the episode um, uh, where. Sir Walter Riley comes back, <laughs> yeah. um, and, and for the first half of the show, he's Queen's absolutely in love with him. She can't, you know, she, she basically can't put him down. And then she realizes that he's actually kind of dull. Mm. At, at this point, at this point, Blackadder's obviously gone off for his jaunt around, um, you know, the Rand Cape, Cape, Cape of Good Hope, Cape of Good Hope, or the or the Dordogne, as he puts it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, indeed. Yeah, yeah, um, <laughs> and of course, and. You know, by the end of it, she's she's only basically stopped not not, not executed Bradley because he he blubbed on his way to the block. Of <laughs> course, <laughs> yeah. I, I was doing a bit of research on some of the names. So, okay, Queenie was played by 
Miranda Richardson. Miranda Richardson, wonderful, yeah. yes. Brilliant. Um, yeah, but um, uh, Nursey, who's played by Patsy Byrne, died, unfortunately, a few years ago. I don't know if you heard that particular. I didn't know. No, that's, that's yeah. a shame. Yeah, so, um, so the, the main writer was Ben Elton, I think. Mm. Yes. Uh, yeah, and then Baldrick was Tony Robinson. Hugh Laurie played Percy or yeah. uh, the Prince Regent. Cat- and, and then Captain Darling. And, yes. Oh, no, no, no. No, that wasn't. That was. That was um, Tim McKinnery who played. Wasn't it Tim? It was Tim McKinnery who was played um, Darling. Yep. Ah, okay. All right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You're right. It was a different character. Then Stephen Fry, another major participant, Melchett and so on. Yeah. Um, and uh, as we've already mentioned, Rowan Atkinson. I mean, the, the men here, so Ben Elton, Tony Robinson, Hugh Laurie, Stephen Fry, Rowan Atkinson, have all gone on to have enormous careers. I mean, Absolutely. Miranda Richardson yeah. has also played in a few other movies and so on. Um, but those five um, continued their careers very prominently, didn't they? At least, you know, in the UK. Hugh Laurie also made it big Absolutely. Um, in the yeah. US, didn't he? Absolutely. I mean, when, he, when he's playing House, he, yeah. I think for, for a while he was one of the best played um, not film actors, but TV actors in the world. Yeah. So, I mean, he was very successful. And, I mean, his... Mm. Uh, but his you know, representation of Percy, I mean, the way he did it, it's the sort of, sort of gormless innocence. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's brilliant, wasn't it? Absolutely. I mean, that's, that's what makes the character so... It, it, it's, the, it's the innocence and the... Um, and the fact that he doesn't know half the time what he's saying. Or what's wrong with what he's saying, hmm. and, and and that's that, that and, and the sort of interplay between him and him and Baldrick, where you don't you don't really know which one's going to say the the, the more stupid thing, hmm. uh, and 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 yet, besides all that, it's normally it's, it's normally black black and, and ends up in the um in the mess, <laughs> which it, it I, I I just um I just think I just think that the, all, all three actors and. And, and the way they, especially in Blackadder 2, the way they interplayed together was absolutely fantastic and just just really, really good fun. Mm. It, it reminds me a bit of like the, the, the Monty Python crew because I think the Monty Python crew more or less all went to university at the same time, didn't they? They were like, yes. uh, they were mates and they came through the system. Well, yes. was, was that similar for Elton? Yes. Yeah? Well, well, not, uh, ben, ben Elton, I'm not, uh, certainly... The, the the actors they were all I think they were all in footlights together, okay, um, it, it, at Cambridge. Mm. So they would have they would have, they were growing up together um, and writing and, and, and acting and performing together. Mm. Um, so yeah, I mean so certainly they had enormous fun um, making Blackadder. Yeah, and and their chemistry was great as a result. I mean you know it. If they sort of came through that single generation, uh, they'd worked together for years, and yeah, you know, I can only imagine they must have been an absolute giggle to be with. Yes, yeah, it, it would have been something to be to be to be able to be in that room, mm-hmm. um, and and just to see just to see the sort of the, the minds at work while they're writing these scripts would have been fantastic. Yeah, yeah. And, and the delivery. I mean, you know, imagine just doing this sort of the reading session where they have to, you know, prepare themselves for for how to do it. I mean, the timing of some of these jests was just ridiculous. Uh, so amusing. Um, you, you mentioned before, like Riley, um, but then there were other historical characters. So <laughs> I've, I've I haven't done extensive research. So I, I just wanted to base it upon you know what I can remember. Um, George IV, obviously, that was Hugh Laurie's character, Prince Regent. Samuel Johnson, but mm. one of one of the main characters who I remember, and, and it's, I think he was only in one episode as well. But the baby-eating Bishop of Bath and Wells. Wells yes, yes, I think that, that episode was called Money, and okay. that was the, that was the one where um, where Black had no matter whatever he tried to do, he couldn't get enough money. He couldn't get he, he couldn't get the money to, to pay back this bishop. Uh, he tried selling his house, but whatever he did, he was always dragged back to the palace and um, Queenie would have some other way of getting some more, getting that money back out of him. Even down to his last um, halfpenny, which he used for a game of shove halfpenny <laughs> on the floor. Uh, so it, it, it wasn't a very happy ending. I mean, was that no. why? Was that why? Well, then? Yeah, go on. He, he actually did turn it into a happy ending, of course, by, um, by um, he, 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 he had Percy um, and they did, Baldrick drugged the bishop, and then he had Percy perform some 
well, we don't know what it was, he, but he had a very colourful costume on it by the end of the, the, end, <laughs> the, end of oh, the yeah. show. And he appears from, un, he appears from under the, the, the covers. <laughs> with, I cannot even describe what it was he was wearing. Um, yeah. And then you had the, uh, the, the artist who, uh, Black Eye said, are you any good? He goes, no, I am a genius. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Most random line. <laughs> and and uh, yeah, so then... Um, he had he had a, a, what Karen described as what must have been a very very interesting um, piece of art placed before the, the baby eating bishop, which meant that he forgot all about his debt and paid him paid him handsomely <laughs> to buy his house back. <laughs> Absolutely, uh, yeah. It's oh man. It, it, now that you were speaking about, I also remembered another character, but not a really not a necessarily historical character. But do you remember Bob? Bob, yes. I do remember Bob. She appears in quite in a few episodes, actually. She's also um, she also appears again in um, Blackout of Four, of course, as the driver. Um, I think I think it was it was the one where they have the they have. Um, it's not Speckled Jim, is it? No, it wasn't Speckled Jim. It was it was, it was the one where um, she, she she may well have been in the one where Lord Flashheart or Flashheart comes back into it. Because I yes, she, I, I, I believe he, he at the end he calls um, he says something like I always get what I want um, and he goes Bob she comes in and says I want something she goes you got it and then they did that's how they ended the episode so she she appeared in a few okay all right yeah but yeah that Bob Bob was uh, of course the first time we, we came across was in Black Blackadder two mm. she <laughs> she uh, she she and Blackadder in love when he thought she she was a boy yes indeed um and then afterwards uh she she there was a sort of a revelation but uh, a, a revelation that uh, only rowan atkinson was privy to under the circumstances yes yeah. yes mm. yes um but then lord Flashart was very much privy to it later <laughs> when it went when in character um yeah i mean do i did a, a very small amount of research so i mean hugh laurie's um representation of prince regent sir george the fourth um was great we found but there was slight concern because he was really skinny whereas Prince Regent was a somewhat chubbier character in real life. But they thought because he was so good, um, it didn't matter. The representation was just brilliant. Yes. Um, uh, yeah. I mean, they, they made reference to him being chubby, of course, in the, in the show. They kept saying, who's, who's the fat kid that keeps eating all the pie? <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, um, I'd, so I'd forgotten about that, but yeah, okay. Uh, and of course, at the time, he had a famous had a pork pie in his mouth. <laughs> the line was being delivered, <laughs> and he was always being delivered little pork pies. I guess um, <laughs> so. Therefore, that kind of suggests. Yeah, I, I missed out on that political. Um, yeah, <laughs> I can say um, yeah intrigue uh, at the time. I, I didn't know that um, George the Fourth was uh, yeah larger than life, as it were, uh, in some ways. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, but also, you know, Samuel Johnson, um, and then yes. this was Black Out of Three, right? And yes, yes. So there was, there was the dictionary, and then there was Edmund, a butler's tale. A butler's tale, actually, yeah. yes, yes, absolutely. The hot, just the hot orangey thing under under the mantelpiece. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. What I always found a bit strange was okay after we, we realized that he'd missed out Ard, he missed out Ardvark, um, and then there was what was the other word he'd missed out? Do you remember? Ardvark. Um, just off the top of your head. I don't. What, what I do remember is um, is Baldrick's definition of a bee. <laughs> <laughs> I've done I've done A B really so we've done two letters worth of the dictionary goes yes a buzzing thing <laughs> <laughs> Tony Robertson I don't think he ever uh, got he ever got credit for uh, well, as no. much as Ryan Atkinson did he no no he didn't no, I mean it, but the, the, I mean Baldrick almost defines Ron Atkinson's character because it, without the without the interplay between two the Blackadder would be quite dry. 
So, mm. I mean, he has to have those idiots around him. So he has to have the Prince Regent. He has to have Percy. He has to have Baldrick. Because that's what makes his lines funny. Yeah. Yeah. This is his foil, isn't it, in many ways? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's got to be he's a straight guy. He's, he's, he's absolute nutters. <laughs> Yeah, it, it, it was. I mean, it just rem- remembering. It. I mean, I, but I mean, has it dated well? I mean, have you have you watched some of these episodes back? I've been not very recently, no. But um, if, if I'm if I'm flicking the channels, the channels, I've got nothing to see, like nothing to watch. One of Black Adders comes on, I, I think I can still watch it. I, I think the reason it dates quite well is, of course, the writing and the acting being so good, but also because it's based on historical characters. They don't change in our, in our minds in in the same way that let's say. If you're watching something that was made in the 80s about the 80s, um, your perception of that now is so different to what it was then. Mm. Um, So at least in in that sense, it it, it stays more relevant, I think, because it was a historical show at the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, And, I mean, we often play the old classic game, where's this line from? And then, you know, in (laughs) our little group. I mean, but uh, but Blackadder or Captain Slapbladder, um, had loads of really cool lines. What, what, which ones are your sort of favourite ones? Um, I think, thinking back, one of my favourite lines for the delivery and everything is everything. But well, there's, there's, there's a conversation that takes place between, between Baldrick and Captain Blackadder when, when he's going to be executed. Um, so first time, uh, Baldrick is, is asked by Blackadder to go away and deliver two letters. One to, one to his lawyer, who, who is famously will get anyone off anything, and another one to somebody else asking them, I think maybe a family member, asking them to send him a wash bag. And so he gets, he gets a response from his lawyer, which is a wash bag. And so, ah, yes, it's to George. And so when, when George comes back, he goes, and you gave the letter asking legal representation to, and then George comes in. And so he's now his lawyer. But late, later, on, later on, when he's already been convicted, um, Borgia comes, comes in with what is his escape kit. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, the, the, you know, Blackhead is like, Borgia, am I to spend the last few minutes of my life going through this bag, this feeble collection of stocking fillers? <laughs> 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 he brought me, and one of the things was he brought him a, this, uh, what, a small painted wooden duck, and he said, "What's this for?" He said, "Well, I thought, what if you were having to hide in a, in a lake, and it's duck, it's duck shooting season? You could you could pretend to be a duck in the middle of a lake." Because of course, but first I need to escape, and unless I'm much mistaken, uh, this is a hacksaw and a chisel. And he goes, you are much mistaken. (laughs) (laughs) It's brilliant, isn't it? Yeah. And it was something like a a Robin Hood costume and a miniature trumpet. (laughs) 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 Oh dear, it was just beautifully written. And the line was, Bordick says says to him, well, what would happen if you, you know, if you were to arrive in a French, you know, in, in a, a French peasant's village, and it was a fancy dress uh, costume day, and you, I brought you something that you could wear, and you might have to entertain a difficult child, and, <laughs> and then he said to Baldrick, "So, what would happen if I arrived in a French peasant's village in a Robin Hood costume, and it wasn't a fancy dress day?" He said, "Ah, oh, well, in that case, you'd be stuffed. You'd be like." <laughs> What a man standing in the middle of a lake with a small painted wooden duck on his head. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Yeah. Well, 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 we need to get some input from Armin here. What'd you say? Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, that's a, is that the small painted wooden duck? <laughs> That's, that's basically what it's, it remem- reminded me that, oh shit, there's somebody else here that needs to say something. Um, Another one about, I think it's from the same season. It's um, when he, he's pretending to be another person who's about to go on the chopping block. Um, and then, but they've already, they've already killed the husband. Um, and then the wife comes. And so basically he says, Blackadder says to Baldrick, don't let me stay in here too long. Come yes. and get me. That's right. 
Yeah. And yeah. So- <laughs> he's got he's at this point he's got he's got the bag on his head. Yeah. <laughs> And, uh, and and the wife comes in and she, she's with uh, Blackadder and then she says, oh, well, let me do do this thingy one, one more time. It's and one last thing for you. Wife could do more. <laughs> and her Baldrick comes in and says, all right, time to go. And I said, no, it's not. It's, it's. <laughs> it's just brilliant. The... Um, yeah, the, the timing of the... Uh, yeah, of just the delivery was... Uh, yeah, I mean, but that... that yeah. You could watch that kind of humor anytime. Really. Absolutely, definitely, definitely. I mean, it's, 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 in that same episode, there's the there's the lineup as he as he first takes over as in, in charge of beheadings or whatever the job is. Um, he, he takes he turns up to take over and Mister Ploppy, Mistress Ploppy, and he goes over to the executioner and he goes, and you must be done properly. He goes, lift his thing up. It's Baldrick. He goes, no, no, I'm Baldrick. He goes, but I can change my name to Ploppy if it makes things easier. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh yeah, it's 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 good. Just it's just good to remember these things. I mean, it all ended though with Blackadder goes forth. Um, yes, and yeah, I found the ending to that really. Yeah, I don't know. It, obviously, there was a lot of historical relevance there, but um, yeah, sort of you know going over the top and. Um, yeah, that was quite a harsh ending, wasn't it? It, I mean, they they they, they kind of ended it harshly on on both. Remember the, the Blackadder two? They ended harshly with the kidnapping and then the the, the eventual murder of all the characters. Mm. Um, um, how did three end? Actually, I'm just trying to think. Anarchists, no, no, <laughs> no Lord, that's Baldrick Spring cleaning. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. No, of course, four, four. I, I think four ended. Beautifully, in many ways. Um, I, I remember at the time, I wasn't the first time I saw it. I was rather, I was really, really disappointed, and I wasn't sure why. But I think it's because I realised that it had come to an end, mm. and I was just enjoying it so much. Yeah. So you don't think they'll revisit it now, do you? Like, uh, like uh, I don't know, um, Blackadder in modern day, a modern day Blackadder, maybe as a, as a journalist or something. I wouldn't know. I mean, the thing they, they did do a a, um, a Christmas special, of course. Um, mm. And then they had the Blackadder back and forth thing as well. Oh, um, yeah, okay. So they have revisited a couple of times. I think back and forth was was um, was the most recent one. But the, the, the good thing about the Christmas special was when... Because obviously Blackadder is sort of going through time. In Blackadder 1, which we haven't really covered here because it's not as well known as the others. Um, mm. Or as popular, I think. But in Blackadder 1, um, he's, he's, he's a prince. Um, uh, in Blackadder 2, he's a lord. In Blackadder 3, he's already a butler. Um, and in Blackadder 4, you know, butler to the prince region, you could say, it, it, again, it's a downgrade to become a captain in, in, in the trenches. Yeah. Um, so he's, it seems as though going through time, he's, he, he, he's, um, his power is waning. Mm. Um, and, it, and that's looked at in the Christmas special where, where they go with a look at the, the, the ghost of Christmas um, future, where the future is, is always different. So yeah. in, 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 in one, uh, they, they, he's in charge of all, all the armies. Um, in another, when he's bad, he ends up marrying the queen. And in another, when he's good, he ends up, as he puts it, wearing Baldrick's posing pouch. <laughs> <laughs> mm. So, oh, yeah, I mean, it's, they, it, I, I thought the Christmas special was fantastic. Um, and of course, that's a good few years old now as well. Yeah. Uh, it it really brought brought together um, a, a lot of the features uh, of the of the different Blackadders and the relation, his relationships with uh, with the different characters. Am I, do I remember correctly? The, these episodes they used to come out on a Friday night, yeah, and then straight after that was whose line is it anyway? Is that correct? It could well be. I can't remember what night they were on. The thing is. Um, and I was thinking about this earlier today. It, it, these were very of their time, and their time was late 80s, early 90s, which means that at that time we had four channels. Yeah. And, and that's all we had. So, and, and you, you know, you'd look forward to the, sh- the show coming on. If it, was a fr- if it was a Friday night, it would be, you'd look forward to Friday night. And yeah, can you imagine Blackadder followed by Who's Night? 
what a, what a great night in that was. Well, yeah, but that, yeah, but that's just it. I mean, that's exactly why I remember it quite well because uh, you know I learned this from you. So you started this because of you know it was your age, and then I kind of joined in, and I did it because my older brother was doing it. Um, on a on a yeah, so, sort of how would I say it? on a slightly different note. I remember it was a Friday because when you started sort of going out, you know, I would then have, I'd then sit alone and watch these things, you know, and I would watch Whose Line Is It Anyway on my own and Blackadder on my own. And obviously it was still entertaining. Um, but it was like this, you'd introduced me to the phase or to that particular uh, evening's uh, entertainment. Um, but then obviously the demands of, you know, age, peer group, friends and so on. And, and then you'd sort of, you left and that was left to me, as it were. Um, and, uh, you know, our, our little one, though, was, uh, was, uh, <laughs> was a lot younger. So he wasn't quite able at that point um, to, to share those Friday evenings with me. But funnily enough, he would... Um, He's now into those things a lot more than I am. So I think you, you and Arms can basically have an entire evening's chat, more or less reminiscing on each series or episode of Blackadder and Red Dwarf, um, you know, far more than me. I, I don't remember any of them anywhere near as much as you guys do. I don't, I don't know why. I, I think my recall, powers of recall for things that happened 30 years ago is much better than it is for things that happened yesterday. Because <laughs> okay. I, mean, I, I promise you, the, 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 the lines I've just given you, I haven't heard in, in, in years and years. Mm. Uh, the, I mean, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, obviously, but I, I, couldn't, I couldn't hope to remember anything that I've that I watched or remembered recently to that level of detail. Mm. I, I don't know. I, I think, I think the, the way we, we consume television now is so very different. Um, it's superficial, Look, isn't it? By comparison, I think, I, I think it really is. I, I think we, we're not really paying attention. It's just happening to us. It's just so that we can tick a box. Say, I've done that. So that if someone asks you, "Have you seen such and such?" You say, "Yes, I have." Oh, I liked it. It was great. You can't really say why. Yeah, do you know, I'm not sure. I, I yeah, I don't do that though. Um, because Arms does that. He did that with the X Files, and he's like, "Yeah, no, man, I'm just getting through it." <laughs> and I, I just couldn't understand that process. I mean, for me, it's like, you know, no, I've, I've, I'm not in it. You know, I'm, I am in the show. I'm in the show. Yeah. As in when I, um, um, what's it called? The Last Kingdom, for example, you know, yeah. I'm living it, man. You know, I'm living Uhtred. I, 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 I know that you, you probably would more than almost anyone I, I know, um, uh, because, because I know how much you love that character and, and, and the books. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I, that was one that I, I did pay some attention to, but even so, I did, I couldn't, I couldn't quote you, you know, lines from it. I couldn't tell you what Uhtred said when someone did this to him. Um, usually he'd probably hit him with a sword, but it's just, uh, <laughs> that's, that's easy. Um, but I, I just almost, I can think of almost no other show that's made today that I, that I would have the powers of recall that I would over that, mm. over, over things like Black Adam, which maybe it's just because I was younger and, uh, or maybe it's just the way we that we used to look forward to and enjoy our shows that perhaps it's different now because there's, there's so much available to us. Yeah, but also, I mean, how many times have you rewatched it? I mean, you know, we used to record that stuff with our huge yes, VHS recorders. That's, and that's watch, true. That's yeah? true. And there was there was not much else to watch back then. So no. uh, if 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 you had if you had a spare hour to kill, a couple of black adders would you know help you while the time away. Yeah. Where, where, whereas now. Um, it's very rare that I re rewatch something that I'd seen before. Yeah, I mean, th there are a few things that I would rewatch, but that's only because they are so, sort of unique for what they represent. So, you know, when Alexander's here, for example, we kind of always watch um, Mississippi Burning, um, or we always watch Interstellar. Yeah, um, yeah, because but I mean, these are sp specifically meaningful. Mm. Um, in their unique way, whereas Red Dwarf or Blackadder, Red Dwarf we'll talk about next time. Yeah, but I mean Blackadder, for example, it's it, it takes you back, doesn't it, to more or less to your youth. And as in, you know, when I hear the word or the name Blackadder, you know, I don't just remember the show; I remember lying on Mum's bed, yes, watch, watching her fourteen-inch television. 
and think you are <laughs> just laughing. And you know, it makes me feel so, you know, it brings you that sort of happiness back, doesn't it? I, it, it really, really has re- very, very good, mem- very fond memories for me. Yeah. And especially the times that I think um, there, are, there are times I remember where we sat back and watched them together, uh, having recorded certain episodes. And when we, it, it's a show that it's made to be shared. Yeah, it, it, you know, you can sit there and watch it alone and, and laugh, but when you're when you're watching it with someone else who you know who enjoys the, the program too, um, I, I I think it's a show that, you, that, that is is made for sharing with others. Mm. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I mean, if if for no other reason, then you could sort of you know years years later just you know come back and uh, throw a line in. I mean, you and Arms are so good at it that in any given situation, you can almost. I mean. What was the the lines, you know, Mrs. Miggins, you know, and some of the, you know, if, if you and Mrs. Miggins were the, if, and I were the last three people on earth, I'd be trying to make a family with Baldrick, you know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> I mean, just the, <laughs> I mean, and the, the most random things. Yes. But, yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's true. Uh, that was, that was what I'd forgotten actually, but yeah, that, that's, that's a great line. No. Uh, too, no. too, too many, too many no. single. Yeah, there you go. Um, I also, I'd, I'd noted down a random question um, and I'd sort of presented it as a random question round. Um, and I, I'll ask it because I wrote it down um, and then, yeah, and then I'll, I'll leave you to get on because I know you've got to get back to, to the family as well. But so random question. Um, would Jean Luck Pickett and Q have fit in into an episode of Blackadder? That is a random question. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I'm not even sure there's an answer well, to this. No, I'm, I, I, I'm not. I don't know that there is. I mean, the, having just watched the recent the, the recent series of Picard, where Q shows up and does exactly what Q always does, which is present Picard with an impossible problem, um, watch his character grow a little bit in one area, and then save it, save mm-hmm. him completely in the last in the last five seconds of the um, of his impending doom. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess in that sense, you could say that that's isn't that what Blackadder does in so many episodes? He's a you know he's about he's a, he's about to meet his maker when something random happens and saves and saves him at the very last. Who's to say that's not Q in the background? His yeah. own personal Q. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I, I always think of also the some of the holodeck um, uh, episodes of of Star Trek: Next Generation, and I, I think. You know, Q turns up sometimes as Robin Hood, doesn't he? On on one occasion, and um... yes, there was one one episode where they where they were all the merry men. I yeah. didn't remember that. Yeah, yeah. Like, I can't remember what happened though. Uh... No, no idea either. But uh, yeah, cool. Okay, all right. Yeah, no, it's just the thing with this random question round. There's never really an answer that I can actually uh, you know, expect that will necessarily. Um, satisfy the question, but then that's the point of it being random, I guess. Um, yeah, Greg, thank you very much. I, I will be forthcoming with any other uh, compliments that uh, people uh, voice uh, with regards to, <laughs> to your intelligence. Um, <laughs> or otherwise. <laughs> or, 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 or otherwise, indeed. And um, yeah, one more a word from our sponsor. Okay, cool. And um, yeah, Greg, thank you very much. And okay. uh, yeah, all the best to you. Thanks, mate. Good night. Take care. Bye-bye.